Why, hello there, boom howdy dooters and dudettes. My name is Bryce, and I am the founder of Forever Bogus. I'm also one of the co-hosts for our podcast, The Forever Bogus Podcast, where we focus on all the things that make you feel nostalgic from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So if you are an 80s baby or a 90s baby or spent your time growing up in the early 2000s, you'll definitely want to tune in because we cover some of the best and some of the worst content from those eras. Definitely want to check that out. We're right here on the Boom Howdy Network. So speaking of Boom Howdy, we were asked to participate in their to be or not to be segment that's been going on here lately. So on top of writing an actual review for one of the movies for this segment, I thought it'd be fun to add an audio twist to it. So let's kick this off. Tubi. Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. Good old Tubi. Bring us movies that we've either forgotten or we wish we had forgotten them. So I was turned on to Tubi a little over six months ago, and it very quickly became one of my go-to streaming apps. And that's because, in my opinion, Tubi is one of the best free TV slash movie streaming services out there. I mean, the content alone is so diverse, you can spend hours trying to figure out what to watch first. And I got to say, the first time I loaded it up on my Roku, I did spend hours just searching through all sorts of great content. So on top of that, they have some amazing partnerships with different distribution companies and production companies, some of which I personally love, such as like Full Moon Features and Charles Band. So that name should ring a bell, especially those who are following Boom Howdy, because Charles Band is known for producing some of our favorite horror movies from our childhood, such as like The Puppet Master, Subspecies. I mean, he produced bukus and bukus of great, eh, okay, not great, but some of the funnest horror movies out there. And uh, many of you may not be aware that Charles Band directed a handful of children's movies. That's right. You heard me right. Children's movies. So if you know me and my nostalgia brand, Forever Bogus, you know that I love shoddy, low-budget kids' movies from the 90s and early 2000s. In fact, that's one of the biggest titles or biggest things I look for when I go hunting in the wild for VHS tapes. So you can only imagine that I was beyond thrilled to see that Tubi hosted most, if not all, of Charles Band's directed children flicks. So now the challenge came to me that I had to decide on which one I wanted to review. And the whole point of this to be or not to be is to find a movie that you have never heard of before, you have never seen, and... um, Write a little review about it. Maybe tell a bit of a backstory of your own personal experience or a backstory of the production or post-production of the film. So I decided that I wanted to find the one that had the craziest looking poster. That was also a bit of a challenge, but I ended up landing on Mystery Monsters from 1997, mostly because the poster reminded me of the monsters from Pet Shop, which is also, I believe, another Charles Band or Full Moon Features related film. But the the monsters from Pet Shop morphed together with the puppets from Doll Graveyard from 2005. This movie must be rad. Am I right? I'm really hoping I have some people out there that have seen Pet Shop or have seen Doll Graveyard. If you haven't, 
go check it out. It's it's on Tubi, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Mystery Monsters from 1997. So the plot of Mystery Monsters is pretty simple. There's a young boy named Tommy, and he's given the opportunity to act as a, as a new character for his favorite TV show called Captain Mike's Mystery Monsters. Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek there, but it's still fun. So this kid's show is a blatant Mr. Rogers ripoff where it has uh, three ugly-looking monsters that co-host Mike. There are the other couple kids that are on the show as well that kind of help Mike out, but it seems like it's only on one set, and it's like a dock on this imaginary lake. So Captain Mike is a captain of a of a ship, I'm assuming. I'm, they don't give a whole lot of backstory about him, which is interesting, but... Whatever. Tommy and his uh, newfound girlfriend discover that the monsters on the show are actually real monsters, and they were stolen from another planet by the host of the show, Captain Mike. So apparently Captain Mike can go out of this world, off of Earth, to different planets or something. They didn't really cover that either, so, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a kid's movie. Let's see how far we can get into this. So, little do they know that the monster's real master, the evil Queen Mara, is on Earth to reclaim her monster slaves and take revenge on Captain Mike for stealing them in the first place. Okay, maybe the plot isn't that simple to explain. <laughs> well, things get a little crazy between all of them. Tommy has to make sure that the monsters are are safe and they're hidden somewhere in his house. They end up tearing the house apart. It's oddly reminiscent of Prehistoria, which if you do enough research into that movie, Charles Band also had his fingers in that movie. So go figure. It's uh, pretty obvious that the two monsters are, are puppets which are pretty well-made and believable, but it's definitely obvious that the other monster is an actor in a costume that spends most of his time in front of a green screen. It's pretty evident that this monster was created only to have a voice for the monsters and to tell their backstory and to kind of help push along the story as, as the film goes. And it honestly just doesn't work for me. It just looks off. It kind of makes me feel weird at the same time because the face looks a little porcelain, but the eyes definitely look real. I don't know. I don't know if maybe not much of the budget was spent on it or too much of the budget was spent on it and just not enough time was spent creating it. I don't know. It's just not working for me yet. But let's get a little deeper here. The score. (sighs) I... I refrained about talking about this because I'm not a guy who really researches or does a deep dive into scores for movies, but it was really hard to listen to throughout this movie because the score for this movie is very out of place. It almost feels like it was used from for a different film or maybe it was reused from another film or it was just like a, a generic score to use. So for instance, The score somehow reaches a climax or crescendos during a sequence where meaningless dialogue is being delivered. It didn't help the story. It didn't didn't help anything. So, like, why is there this big crescendo in the score? Like, you would think that would happen during parts that were more thrilling, that had more of a climax. So, what is weird is there is a part 
where the monsters have to stay silent as they almost get caught in uh, Tommy's room by his parents. And it's just silent. There's no music behind it at all. You think that would be the opportunity to use that crescendo to kind of bring people in with the feeling of anxiety, but nope, they just skip right over it. And speaking of skipping over it, the pacing of this movie is all over. I mean, it, it, at the beginning, it seemed like it was on the right track, but then by the middle of it, you're like, I really don't know what's going on. There's not much substance, and they're not really going back and explaining things. Like like I mentioned before, Captain Mike, like how did he go into space to take all these monsters? How are, How is this evil Queen Mara on Earth, and when did she come here, and why does she want them? And it's just very strange. You figured by the middle of the movie, they would have all these things explained, or at least explain it eventually in the movie, but some of these things don't. The pacing is just all over the place. It just kind of feels like they were starting to shoot things and they came up with ideas, or they just didn't go back and change the concept or the script for the movie. They just went and did it. Now, the acting, on the other hand, is something that I would expect from a Charles Band movie. And in fact, you uh, if you are a fan of his movies, you'll definitely recognize some familiar faces, as there are a few actors that are in uh, a bunch of his movies. In other words, the acting did not bother me as much as the pacing or the score or even the puppets. So the criticism aside, I'd say this film is okay, but the biggest caveat was the ending. It just did not resolve anything for me. It didn't resolve the main issue of the film, which was setting free these monster slaves so they wouldn't be under the evil spell of this this Queen Mara. It, it was a bit of like a genie situation, like I'm bound to my lamp. Somebody really has to go in and free me from that so I can live my own life. And by the end of the movie, that does not get resolved. I don't like that. It, it just feels like instead they just put a band-aid over it and called it good. I understand it's a kid's movie and it shouldn't have that much of a complex concept, but you can't just resolve the main issue of the film that they've been trying to resolve for the entire hour and a half. Like, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe there was an opportunity to to have a sequel made. Maybe there was an opportunity to make these monsters a little more famous in the full moon features lore. I, I don't know. Maybe they just ran out of time. Either way, I just did not like it, but overall, I did find this film to be a little fun. As I mentioned before, I'm a fan of really low-budget, crappy 90s kids movies, so this definitely had all the right elements for me to like this film. And the, the plot, as I said, was very reminiscent of Prehistoria, which I love those movies. So there is a little bit of a charm to this movie. And I definitely think that you should check it out for yourself, especially if you have like an hour and a half to blow or you're just trying to put yourself to sleep. Either way, I definitely think you should check it out. So to be or not to be, I think you should to be. I think it should to be. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know. But uh, if you're willing to hear some more nostalgia or about uh, some more knowledge about weird things from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, check out my podcast, the Forever Bogus Podcast, right here on the Boom Howdy Network. We are getting ready to release brand new episodes for the fourth season. And I've got to say, this is probably some of my favorite episodes that I put together. So, um, 
you'll be hearing from us very soon. If not, just stay bogus and uh, to be. To be.